Hello, and thank you for joining another one of our Becker's Healthcare podcast series. My name is Bobby Zarr, and I'm the Vice President of Healthcare Strategy at UPerform. Today, I'm joined by Anne Laflame, who is here to discuss how mHealth Fairview bridges the EHR learning gap with training in the flow of work. Anne is the Chief Clinical and Nursing Informatics Officer at mHealth Fairview, a partnership between the University of Minnesota, the University of Minnesota Physicians, and Fairview Health Services. Her national awards include Women's Health Leadership, Trust, Innovation, and Technology Award, and the School of Nursing Preceptor of the Year Award. I'll also say that Anne is a genuinely wonderful person and a terrific leader at uh, Fairview and well-respected in the industry. Anne, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome, and we really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks so much for that great introduction, Bobby. I'm happy to be here. All right. Well, let's just right in. Is uh, I know you've got a lot to share with our listeners today. First question and first topic is going to be provide us a brief overview of how M Health Fairview was delivering training and content uh, prior to you perform, and what the catalyst was that led you to seek out a shift to digital training. Sure. That's interesting. We started having this conversation and the shift to digital training even pre-pandemic, which I'm grateful for. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but we have many different partners, as you can tell from the introduction and how our organization is partnered across multiple employment homes and also with independent clinics, independent providers. And so because of all of those intricacies, we have two LMS learning management systems and two intranet sites, um, plus just multiple different email, email groups, and heavily relied on both emails and even printouts for our staff and trying to reach our end users as broadly as possible when it came to different learning opportunities and training for our EHR and other other technologies. We had pre-pandemic mostly in-person delivery of our training in a physical classroom setting. Obviously that spanned across a really broad geography across our system, made it hard for folks to get to that training and was actually expensive, right, to support people to drive and sometimes stay in a hotel overnight to get to that physical classroom training. And then a lot of ad hoc sessions, you know, lunch and learns, and also at the elbow rounding was being done and, and just wasn't organized. Uh, those ad hoc sessions just weren't organized in a way that we could say that our training was consistent or standard across different user groups. And then we had our education spread across multiple decentralized, not only systems, but also um, authors. So authorship was um, kind of left up to whoever wanted to do it. We didn't have a way to control our delivery mechanism centrally. Speaking from experience, I can tell that uh, it's hard enough to manage training and onboarding in a single cohesive organization, but trying to get it across uh, three disparate organizations as you're trying to standardize that um, is really, really tough. Uh, How did you perform help you with the uh, onboarding and initial training? Yeah, so we also, at the same time, we're also growing our organization. So merging with with another health system in the area and knew um, with that, as we continue to grow, we are needing to reach more and more individuals Um, by our our training team. And so as we looked at the future of transitioning to digital, 
first, we knew that we needed to really grow our own team. I will say that the merge with the other health system allowed us first to centralize our training resources for our EHR, which is EPIC. And so that then allowed us to really skill, get, you know, provide the skills to that team and the learning to that team to become proficient in digital and visual learning creation and also delivery. So both of those really moving from the trainer preparation, you know, um, development of learning into an actual instructional designer role um, was really a critical decision that we made to move us forward to a truly digital and virtual learning space. Um, we also, with that, we did have limitations on our staffing model um, on our teams and needed to be able to efficiently release and, and distribute our learning across larger and larger groups of new employees onboarding into our system. So that became really critical just from a basic team structure position for, for me to make sure that we made that made that leap. Then in addition, uh, really naturally we needed a system and, a, and an application that would help us to do all of those things efficiently and, and hopefully seamlessly. So what we focused on was where could we go to have a system that would support us in both asynchronous and synchronous learning. So asynchronous being when a user uh, or a staff member knows that they need help with something, um, but doesn't know where to go. Somewhere there, they do know where to go and can actually do some self-guided learning. Um, find what they need at the time that they need it, anytime, doesn't matter, day or night, and be able to find what they need to answer their questions in the moment and, and lead themselves through that. And then synchronous learning, specifically virtually, where we were able to transition our classroom model to a model where we gathered individuals in their spaces, whether it was a home or on the job at a workstation, and could gather individuals virtually into a class and then have the instructor be the leader, um, again, virtually in that, in that training session, and lead all of those individuals who are in, in different places through, through the same course, through the same content in a way that was very interactive. So we were able to accomplish both of those and then also really wanting to provide learning in the way that the user wants to see it and wants to experience it was one of our other critical items when looking for partner in the space. So for instance, being able to choose how I want the information, whether it's written out steps like in a tip sheet format, if I want to view a quick micro learning video or have a more, a longer, more interactive um, instructional uh, course that I complete. So those kind of three things were, were what we were looking for in a partner. Now that you've taken uh, training uh, beyond that virtual initial onboarding, uh, seeing that learning in healthcare is just a never-ending journey, uh, what else are you doing to deliver training in new ways? Yeah, so what we're so excited uh, about UPerform is it gave us, it, gave, it met all of what I just talked about, which was the asynchronous learning opportunities, synchronous virtual learning, um, and also really focusing in how we deliver learning in the flow of work. So what that means is that it is available and accessible at the point of care when and where the user needs it. So 
a couple of things that we were able to accomplish with UPerform um, and that were really important to us was that we could access UPerform and the content that we house there using a single sign-on approach so that we didn't have to have individuals going from Epic out into another window to open an application, log in again, and then search for their for their appropriate um, learning materials. With UPerform, the user is able to actually click on a button in Epic. It takes them right into the UPerform system and actually knows um, their context that they were logged into in Epic, whether it's a nurse, a provider, a respiratory therapist, uh, a nursing assistant, an ambulatory provider, an MA, et cetera, and can actually cater what they see on that initial screen to their role. So they are actually getting to the learning that is pertinent to their role um, right away without even having to initiate a search. They have the, the building blocks right there. Even when the user does search, it is a great search engine. People are able to find what they need almost immediately. I, I go in there all the time and it is rare that within the first maybe three items that appear based on my search that I'm not getting the right content that I'm looking for. So just a really excellent search engine. And also understanding that we can do now centralized distribution so that we have a source of truth for all of our different our training and our learning modules that we know that a nutritionist is going to see what they need based on their login. And it's the content that we have curated and that we keep up to date. We know it's appropriate and current and correct. So that gives us a lot of confidence in what we're delivering to, to our team um, as they need information for, for what they're doing on the job. One instance where we found the centralization of our of our learning distribution really critically important to our operations was during the pandemic when we were bringing in new nurses, whether employed or traveling nurses, and needed to expedite their onboarding really quickly to get them to the bedside to take care of of our increasing um, patient acuity and just increasing numbers of COVID and other patients in our hospitals. And so with that, we were able to author um, and design and author a module specifically for those nurses um, with a comprehensive outline of EPIC for their area of expertise. And they could work through that to get the information that they needed based on the patient population that they were um, coming on board to take care of during the pandemic. And um, we'll continue to use that as we need to onboard nursing uh, for different, hopefully uh, not uh, frequent emergencies or pandemics like we just had, but as we need to. I love that. Yeah, having that one single source of truth with a, uh, a Google-like search that uh, is relevant to uh, your role uh, is so important out there. Um, that really does take uh, what you guys are doing beyond training, which I've always said training is the process. Learning is really the outcome you're trying to achieve. Uh, mm -hmm. And learning really happens where uh, the user works and when the user needs to learn something. Uh, so it's really powerful to be able to deliver uh, that single source of truth uh, at the moment of need for the uh, user. Even with learning being an outcome in healthcare, we're all about outcomes, aren't we? Uh, so, you know, talking about outcomes, can you give me an example of some measurable benefits you've seen from uh, revamp training strategy? 
Yes, you've had um, two examples of recently um, in the last six to eight months. So we rolled out our e-consent workflows um, using Epic in our preoperative and surgical departments. And with that, we actually began with our first way that we experimented with the micro-learning videos and, and directly in the flow of work. So specifically what that means is if you have a surgeon or a nurse who is getting ready to review and sign the pre-procedural consent with a patient at the bedside the day of their surgery, we actually embedded a quick 30-second video within the navigator in Epic right where you do the e-consent. And so they were able to say we're new or needed a refresher specifically, you know, also it was really great. The nurses were showing the, the surgeons um, that it was there and it just took on a life of its own. People use that. And we saw in our data that before we embedded that micro learning video into the navigator, the e-consent navigator, we were had about a 7% use of the tool, um, like I say, out in the wild, like out, out in the real world. Um, and after we embedded that microlearning video, we saw 87% use of the e-consent tool. And this was during the go live, um, but that we really believe that that uh, microlearning was a huge help and really helped us with the consistent use of the new technology for patient consent. And then wow. the other is we just um, implemented new content for documentation in our emergency departments. And we did this as a kind of a big bang go live across 11 emergency departments in the system. And so this was uh, for all of our ED nurses and our techs, um, charge nurses, et cetera, assistants, et cetera, that worked in the ED. So it really, we really were changing and upending the way that they completed their, from their triage, patient triage to how they documented um, their uh, education, you know, getting the patient either out the door home or um, transitioning them into the inpatient unit or their next level of care. So we had about a 10% read rate um, when, before we used UPerform to deliver the ED education. And that was consistent across the system for different goal lives that we had at pre previously. We rarely saw a read rate of our materials ahead of a goal live or change that was above 10% at any of our locations across the system. Using UPerform to deliver this emergency department clinical documentation training for every ED that we had across those 11, the lowest um, completion rate or read rate that we had was 57%. The highest was at 88%. And that was just phenomenal. And we saw during that go live, it was so smooth and we really credit, and we know we've seen this, we credit as prepared as we can have the end user be for any type of change and give them the learnings and the materials that they need to be as aware of and as prepared for the change as possible, but then also know where to go. Maybe if they don't know or can't remember something um, that we have a really smooth and successful goal live. And that is definitely what we saw here. And you performed, played a, played a big part in that. I'm gonna steal your uh, your word yourself. Uh, phenomenal, you know. Thank you for those great examples of uh, measurable benefits uh, that you've seen. They truly are phenomenal results out there. 
with that success that you've had uh, and what you're seeing for the future, healthcare is one of the great industries that uh, shares those best practices uh, and successful outcomes across the board. I think uh, learning should be no different out there. What are some of the best practices or lessons learned that you'd like to share with other organizations still struggling to make the transition to virtual learning? Yeah, the first thing I would say, and it's probably the easiest thing to do if you have the, the right tools, is to embed microlearnings at the at the point of work, at the, the in the flow of work, as one of the first interventions that you do in distribution of learning. We waited mainly because it was new and we knew that we had to get through transition of other content before we started producing and embedding the microlearnings. It has such a, not only just great, you know, the great impact that it had on use of the different tools that we were, that we were implementing. Also though, the word of mouth and kind of the cool factor <laughs> um, from the staff to saying, hey, this is great. I love that this is right here, right in Epic. Um, when I click on it, it doesn't, the, the window actually doesn't overtake my screen. It's kind of, a, it's a pop-up window so I can easily no, I'm still in my system. I can go right back there after I've seen the video, um, close it out, and I'm good. So it's really slick and just a great way um, to make it really easy and digestible, right, in the moment um, for staff to be able to know how to do the right thing when we need to give them that little um, bit of information to be able to do so. Also, we found that using QR codes became a really great way to, I would say, uh, visually communicate <laughs> to people outside of email. Um, so if we did posters with QR codes that linked directly to the content. Um, so if I'm on my cell phone, I click that, that um, QR code and it takes me right to the web uh, version of, of you perform and I'm able to get to that direct content that I link to. So directly related to a specific, um, a specific learning, maybe for a specific go live on a specific unit, you can get really down to, um, down to that level. Uh, so really getting the user to the right content at the right time. And it is available on desktop, tablet, and mobile. So that makes it really easy for people to take it with them. Um, and also, uh, just be able to, in the spur of the moment, to get something done, which we know is how um, a lot of healthcare workers and, and frontline staff are, are able to do their work is it's, it's a constant flow. You're constantly prioritizing, reprioritizing a constant flow. So having that easily available is really important. And then overall, we took the time to really understand our ecosystem of our learning, um, of our learning applications. And understanding that, that each of those did still have a place in, in the greater scheme of things. So we obviously, we still need our LMS. We um, still use our internet and all of our communication channels. Um, we did find that there was a, a particular space and gaps that you perform helped us fill and also the capabilities that we didn't previously have. Um, so when it comes to the frontline groups really adjusting to system changes, and support post implementation as well. That you perform became a tool that that really um, helped us to make that that change um, successful from the point of learning to the point of um, even post implementation and maintenance 
of a change. That's great. I think uh, change is the operative word there. Um, you know, if there's one constant in healthcare that we all face on a day-to-day -day basis is change. And uh, as a successful leader, uh, your job is to anticipate uh, and help manage that uh, change. So along that uh, line, uh, change is going to be coming. We all know it. We see it. Uh, what do you see the future of you perform and uh, learning at uh, Fairview? Yeah, so we've taken our digital and virtual um, push uh, to kind of the next level and applied it to our support model. Um, we use uh, a couple of things. One is continuing the integration with Epic. Um, we've used our F1 button. So the, the F1 button in Epic, you can actually pop up an informational window. And so once a user presses F1 and they're in Epic, you get the informational window that gives the user the link directly to YouPerform to get to the content that is, again, based on their, their, their role and their context, their logging context in Epic. Um, it also links them out to a Microsoft Teams chat. So it's a, it's a consistent chat link. And we're able to actually have a support team that, that really um, staffs that chat. And then users can reach out at any point to access an informaticist well-versed in Epic um, that has a whole team of people um, in IT and, and informatics behind them. Um, to help with with really a, a broad array of questions. Um, and we've seen great uptick in the use of both YouPerform through the F1 as well as accessing our support team virtually. And this was extremely helpful, obviously, during the pandemic when we pulled our, our site support groups back from actually uh, rounding on site. Um, glad to say we're getting back to that now, um, which has been great. And the feedback we've received from staff that have used that Teams chat and you perform has been um, exceptional. They're really happy with that transition um, and how it's how it's worked out. They've gotten good service from from both from both tools. Also, we are very excited. We are in the process of creating leader dashboards that gives leaders the ability to actually see their staff. So their staff and their in their departments, the their utilization of you perform um, by the staff. So you have that single view of the learner and where they are in the expected learning process. So we're excited to roll that out later this year. That's great. I think that uh, I heard it described from some of your users that uh, it's like having an old friend out there uh, with them on the front lines that uh, they're no longer alone. They've got uh, help uh, when and where they need it, which is uh, a good feeling. Uh, you guys have had a, a long journey uh, through COVID and uh, getting here and as well as the consolidations of uh, two instances of Epic, uh, the challenges of uh, combining health systems. Uh, you know, I'm proud to have you guys as a, a customer and a friend and a partner in this journey. Uh, I do appreciate your time today, Anne, and uh, we've just enjoyed our chat today. Uh, likewise, we have been so happy to partner with you perform, and I think I can say both our teams have really knocked it out of the park, um, and it, it shows. So thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited to share our story.